Hey, people, I'm Molly Wood here with The Dispatch, my weekly audio column on what's happening in tech and business. And this week's show is going to be so exciting. It is. See, did you hear that? There's another human. It's me. It's Ben. It is Ben Johnson, host of the Marketplace Tech Show. We are in the same room in New York City. We did it. We're together. At last. At last. We're together. At last. Tech, and tech Unite. It is pretty delightful. And although I'm sure that there are many things we could talk about, we're going to try to rein ourselves in today. It's like the time-honored tradition. Ah, uh, yes. The WWDC preview. It should be a wrestling match, but it's totally not. Gosh. Next time, let's make it a wrestling match, okay? Okay, I'm in. Okay. So Monday is WWDC, which in previous years has gotten to be almost as important, maybe even more important than the like annual iPhone announcement. Yeah. Because it's just the slew. They parade out all the products. All, all the things. This year sounds like... It has the potential to be a little more boring, although we are in a very weird position going into it because Apple has already announced something. Yes. Super developer-y. And this is this sort of change in the App Store from a normal payment and revenue sharing model to a more subscription-based or subscription incentivized, could you call it? Model? I think you could. Yes. So this I'm a is a little worried. This is kind of interesting, right? It's interesting on a couple levels. One that Phil Schiller went out and announced this news to news publications prior yeah. to WWDC. Very unusual. That's very unusual. It also is such a developer-focused announcement because, yes, it changes the way that app developers can get paid for their apps. They can. They now have more, more app developers have subscription models available to them because previously you could only offer a subscription if you were a newspaper or digital music or you yeah. know, a certain Spotify, small number of categories. Exactly. Yeah. Now anybody can have a subscription. And the split normally is 70-30, right? Mm-hmm. Apple gets 30, the developer gets 70. Um, going forward, the, the, the idea is that after a year, if you get people to keep subscribing, the split becomes 85-15, right? right? Which is, sounds very complicated, but it essentially means that developers could make more money if they convince people to keep subscribing, which yeah. is a big question in the world right now because... We're in the like the era of app decline in some ways, aren't exactly. we? Exactly. We're in the era of app decline. So I think the thinking is nobody wants to buy a new app. Right. And there was just a study. Uh, we talked about this on the morning show. The majority of users now download zero apps per month. <laughs> I don't even know how you measure that, but they download zero apps per month. <laughs> the number is An zero. average of zero. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. But what it comes down to is subscriptions is you get people's credit cards and you just charge them forever. I mean, that's not a... So anyway, yeah. I suspect we will see an explosion in the number of apps that are subscription-based, which is going to be annoying as a consumer. It's amazing how America Online's business plan continues to live on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Just, <laughs> just give me your just credit card and... Secretly charge them for 30 years. Um the other big change they made is probably also going to be annoying to us as consumers, which is that you can now pay for search ads as an app developer. Right. And so, uh, and and for the user, the way that this would um, impact you is you, you would do a search on apps to help me do X or game apps X. And then uh, just like a Google result, right? Essentially that you would see an ad pop up at the top of your list of potential apps you would download. Yep, exactly. Right? Which is sort of a way to solve... You know, it's a crude way to solve the discoverability problem. It's ironic that they're going to introduce paid search ads instead of just fixing search, which I think like the biggest complaint about Apple's App Store search is that if you search for an app you already have installed on your phone, it'll still show up. 
Oh. As a result. And it won't tell you, you know, you've already got this. Don't panic. And, you, all, and yeah. you don't know because they make it so hard to, un anyway. So, but, okay, so those are the changes. What's so interesting is that, like I said, those are super developer-focused changes. True. Announced before the developer keynote. So, like, what are they making room for? Yeah. Well, let's yes. talk about what else we think is going to happen. I mean, there's the very real question of whether Apple needs a new product. Right. Then there's the question of how embarrassing it would be if they, like Google, <laughs> trotted out a photo of a prototype of something that will eventually appear and take on the Amazon Echo. And, and we know it to be this event, right, where in the past the, the leader of Apple will come out and say, and one more thing, mm -hmm. on sale today, mm -hmm. right? And if maybe if they did that, people would be psyched. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah. I feel like years ago, too, Apple lost its ability to keep a secret like that. Yeah. And so I would be pretty stoked. Be yeah. Pretty amazed. Yeah. Be like, hey, you got your secret mojo back. If nothing else. <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> we might see them talk about, I mean, again, in the software realm, there's still a chance to impress. Yeah. If they could talk convincingly about whole home control, yeah. the Apple TV that you know, we're expecting to maybe see a new operating system. If they are able to make that device into the sort of hub. I mean, Steve Jobs, you know, 10 years ago. That was his plan. That was his, his plan was yeah. to have the Mac be a digital hub right. that could control your entire home. So there's no reason now that they couldn't talk about that, that they couldn't talk about voice recognition, that they couldn't talk about artificial intelligence, contextual computing. Yep. Like geek it up. Yeah. Instead of down. But Apple's whole thing has been to geek it down. Yeah. It is interesting because I think Apple TV has been around long enough now. It's made its way into a lot of houses. People are comfortable with it. In a way, it's well-situated to be a potential hub for the home. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's it's really still an entertainment-only device, yep. right? It's, it's not that easy to sort of talk to and ask to give you a recipe or something like that. I'm going to say, prediction-wise, that they are going to announce some kind of content initiative yep. for Apple TV because they got to do some original content since they can't get that TV deal. But I think they will also announce some kind of a TV exclusive deal. Like remember when they had the short exclusive on HBO Go and Game of Thrones? That's right. I think they will do something akin to that because they haven't convinced all the content providers and broadcasters to come around to a full subscription service yet. Right. That doesn't mean they can't talk some of them at least, especially maybe ones that are Disney related. Oh, into yes. some some exclusive content. And that would be exciting, maybe not for developers as much, but it just for the larger audience right. of this event. And right? they're going to talk about these psyched. Apple TV apps that nobody cares about. What about iOS 10? Yeah. Do we care? Uh, what can you do is the thing, right? At this point, yeah. what can you do? Look, I still believe that iOS is the best in the business. I best think it is the best system. mobile operating yep. system in the business, no question. I think they will probably continue to refine it. Mm-hmm. But here's the only thing. Here's the make the battery longer. Only thing, yeah. Make the battery life longer. Like something about the camera, doodly yeah. blob, and then yeah, yeah. push on things and make them go. <laughs> Nobody uses that crap. Here's what I want out of iOS 10. Yeah, I've been asking for this for like a year and a half. On the update screen. Yeah. Let me uninstall apps. Oh. You know when you go to that update all, and then you see that ridiculous oh, list God. of apps that you don't need. Yes. Just give me some version, like the Windows, like clear off your desktop thing. Swipe away. Let me just, why can't I delete right from that screen? Why can't I uninstall from that screen? That would be like the greatest productivity saver 
That's true. Ugh, just give me that. That's well, Apple is so controlling in this area, right? And that's part of the thing that sometimes has frustrated developers and certainly has frustrated users, right? Is mm-hmm. like you don't have as much control over doing things like that. Um, Google has announced so much integration into apps. Yeah. That Apple, I think, is starting to be really hampered by the lack of simultaneous processes. Mm. You can't do a lot of contextual computing. You can't do predictive stuff. You know, app developers can't read your calendar because they can't have simultaneous processes. Like, I'm getting a little nerdy about it, but you know what I mean. Like, Yeah. Everybody's psyched about Gboard, which is a Google-made keyboard right? for iOS devices. Because they can integrate with your calendar and then they, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like, this thing where the apps can't talk to each other. Yeah. And Apple announced some moves in that direction that they were going to carefully allow certain apps to talk to other apps. And, you know, I think that was last year at WWDC, and we've seen nothing come of that. So yeah, I would be interested to see whether they're going to allow greater interoperability between apps, because I know that developers are starting to feel really hamstrung by that. What about Siri? This what is another Siri? area where Apple was first mm-hmm. in many ways. Siri's much more conversational in some ways and, and humorous mm-hmm. than, than the other personal assistant softwares that are out there. And yet, across apps, the functionality generally is, is less so yeah. than some of the other personal assistants, right? I feel like Siri has got to get an overhaul here. And I think, I think that they will tout more and better artificial intelligence into Siri. But the, the key question for me is going to be, are they going to integrate an actual search backend mm. and allow some offline functionality? Right. Like not being able to use Siri to open an app because I don't have internet access is ludicrous. Yeah, that's true. Really no other word for it. I mean, is there an app that you would open that would be offline that you would like, I don't know, calendar, music, something? Yeah, like Spotify. Sure. Like what if I, you know, I have all of my podcasts downloaded on Spotify. I'm in the car. I'm up in the mountains. It's all over the Bluetooth and I just want to fire up. The top's down. The top's down. I like this, you know, I like this picture. I'm wearing yeah. a scarf over my hair and, and awesome really big sunglasses. sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. You get me. <laughs> and a Burberry raincoat. And no, 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 London Fog. And I just want to say, Siri, open Spotify and play my Love Right Now podcast. Well, it's funny. Playlist. You, you, you say Spotify, mm-hmm. right? One of the other expectations is we're going to see maybe some positive updates to Apple Music. Yes. Which was, shall we say, underwhelming? Underwhelming. Slightly underwhelming. Mm-hmm. A lot of users, potentially somewhere around 14 million users, but like... When they released it last year, everybody was like, oh, cool. Wait a second. How does this work? Yeah. Do you think that they can make Apple Music a real competitor in this space to people who don't use it right now right. or prefer something else like you obviously do? Maybe. <laughs> Clearly. Right? Siri, just open Spotify. For God's sake. <laughs> yeah. The power of the default app is strong, as we know. Yeah. And if Apple Music were actually really good, maybe people would go for it. I be first or be better, or in this case, be last and be not so great. And be not so, so great. Far. Ooh, yeah. I think it's hard to get people to switch. Mm. Don't you? I yeah, don't I what think you, so too. Like, what would it take for you to want to use Apple Music? I just can't be bothered. I'd have to get an iPhone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have to start there. Touche. I'm a Google Music guy. So, so there's that. Know, yeah. Well, not being cross-platform is kind of a problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. yeah. What about the watch? Um, I know. Do you have a watch? Do you have an Apple Watch? Nope. Okay. Do you have an Apple Watch? Nope. Because who cares? <laughs> Both of us have normal watches. <laughs> we have normal watches. Uh, yes, We're they're beautiful. We're such tech correspondents, aren't we? Um, but this is a thing. I, I remember last year, you know, Tim Cook came out and said, we're opening up this platform to yep. third-party developers. Developers seemed really excited about that. 
and we're expecting to see a new version of the operating system, right? But really, I think what everybody wants is cut the tether. Cut the tie. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Between the phone and the watch. And I, I mean, I'm still a little bit skeptical about that, but I feel like that's really important potentially for Apple. Weirdly, the tablet model has paved the way for this because you can walk into Verizon or AT&T right now. You could get a phone and they're like, just check on the tablet. It's like $2 extra a month. And, you, yeah. you know, people are sort of getting used to that as almost like a bundle. Yeah. And I think Apple, which has actually made, they've made some smart moves toward the way that they're selling their devices. Mm-hmm. And they could potentially introduce a bundle that you buy at Apple stores where it's like you get the phone and then you get the, the data service, the plan through them. And then for another couple bucks a month, you tack on the watch. Yeah, which I feel like would be worth it if you're an Apple watch wearer right. so that you can leave the phone at home. I still think for smartwatches to be really compelling, they have to be disconnected from the phone. Mm-hmm. And also you have to have like amazing earbuds that let you take calls and just like move through the world with right. a Dick Tracy watch on your well, but I don't know if that's ever also, really going to happen. Also, many more pieces of functionality have to be introduced and or proven. I suspect we will see them make a health pitch, mm. a stronger health pitch around the watch, and then maybe that disconnection. But they're still they're still going to face the same articles coming out of it, which is, tell me why I need it. Yeah. So let's wrap up quickly. I think other things we might see, and I hope to see, for God's sake, an update on Please. HomeKit. Please, what HomeKit. is happening with HomeKit? It's like the Apple TV of this year. Yeah, the hi-fi. Yeah, the hi-fi. <laughs> yeah, the HomeKit is weird. I mean, it's, um, again, it's one of these things, right, that's been rumored forever, and yep. and we might see something. It exists. But, yeah. But yeah. nobody's using it. Nobody's yeah. using it. Yeah. We're going to do a future episode, by the way, on Internet of Things and why it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> The internet of no things. So uh, WWDC is Monday, June 13th, right? The keynote is somewhere between 9 and 10 a.m. Pacific because it always is. I'm sure it will be on the internet. Ben will cover it ably on his show. I will be on vacation. But now you know what we think. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. You can find us on the Twitter. Tell us about your Twitter. How do people How do people reach you, Ben? Um, at the Brock Johnson on the Twitters. Because you get it. You get it. It's like the Rock. It took me a really long time. <laughs> it took a long time. An embarrassingly long time, considering how it's, much I love the Rock. It's a bad Twitter handle, but I live with it. And you can find me at Molly Wood, and you can find the Dispatch at Marketplace.org and on SoundCloud. Thanks for having me, Molly. We did it. That was awesome. We're together at last. Together at last. Thanks for having me on. Okay, bye guys.